Hello, everybody. Welcome to a new episode of Movie Talkers. We are your hosts, Hunter and Grant. And today we're going to be talking about F9 from the Book of Saw. Grant, tell us what F9 is all about. Dom Doretto has to assemble his familia to drive a car into space to stop John Cena from winning the world title of the WWE. So, Hunter, what do you think of F9? I liked F9. I had a good time with F9. It was exactly what I expect and want from a late period Fast and the Furious movie, which is insane, ridiculous action that is completely implausible and realistic, all done with state-of-the-art practical effects. And uh, the characters, you know, are silly and cheesy and a lot of dumb comic relief that's not funny at all. And overall, it's exactly what I expected and exactly what I wanted. Came of the goods. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Uh, it's at this point in the, the series and the franchise, your uh, suspension of disbelief should be far removed from this movie or any like offering from the, the uh, Fast and Furious franchise at all. Like, I think it was Fast Five, they are dragging bank vaults through a city. And uh, even in Fast Four, uh, they're doing, I think the movie opens up with like a gas heist or they're, they yeah. probably all should have died in a fire. So the, the, your expectation should be managed if anybody comes into this complaining about magnets don't work that way. Um, <laughs> you, that, that person uh, shouldn't be going to a Fast, uh, Fast and Furious movie, especially, uh, like you said, a late offering. It's, they, the movie knows what it is. It's silly, crazy action. Yeah, and it's basically gotten to the point to where it's almost like a self-parody or it's almost like a meme now because there were a lot of people joking when the eighth movie came out and that had a submarine and they were in the Arctic and all that shit. People were like, oh, they, they got to go to space. It's going to be so silly when they go to space. And uh, I was surprised that they actually, spoilers, I guess, it's in the trailers I, I found okay. out, but they go, they go to space in this movie. They have a rocket ship car. You know it's coming. They, they show off the jet car earlier on in the mm -hmm. movie, so you're like, okay. And there's a satellite that they're gonna upload the the software into so they can take over the world. It's a, called Ares, where they upload it into the satellite and they have control of every computer chip. Anything that has a computer chip, they can hack it and have control of the whole world. I thought it was they were going to change all the WWF records to show John Cena was the champion for every year. <laughs> I was expecting the franchise to eventually go to space. I guess I didn't know it was going to happen with this movie specifically. I thought they would have saved that for the 10th movie, which is supposed to be the last one, apparently. They said the 7th was going to be the last. It just keeps going back further and further. But I thought, like, you know... You know, with how ridiculous Fast and the Furious has gotten, it's like they have to keep topping themselves, and that becomes a problem to where it's like, where do you go from space? They launch into space in this movie. It's like, where? how can you get more ridiculous or over the top in the next one, you know? Time travel. And people have made that joke that oh, it's going to be about, like, like it's going to be time travel, we're going to go back in time to kill Hitler or something like that. You're going to go back and, in time to stop uh, Han from fake dying. Yeah. <laughs> And that's another thing is uh, this movie, it has the big return of Hans. Did you know his last name is Solo? Really? It's But it's spelled like, you know, uh, the, the town in South Korea, Seoul, but it's spelled like S-E-O-U-L. So he didn't apply to become part of the um, empire and they asked what his family name was. No, the, no, but his name is literally Hans Sol dash O-H, Hans Solo. So anyways, Han Solo is back in this movie after being killed in the Fast and the Furious Tokyo Drift because people always come back from the dead in these movies. 
even when their cars explode, but they have a super convoluted explanation that They don't even explain it. Yeah, they do. They, well, they, they kind of. They, they just say it's a magic trick. Well, and they, then he's there. Yeah, I guess, I guess uh, they got him out of the car quick enough who Something. was driving the car. It's one of those things that we have a fan favorite character that was killed off and we want to bring him back, but that's the whole reason why because Han is in Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift, the third movie, and he dies. And then four, five, and six take place before Tokyo Drift because he was such a fan favorite character and they wanted to bring him back. And so those are like technically prequel movies. And so they already did that and then killed him off. So I was like, it just felt like really just dumb, pointless fan service to bring him back for no reason. Didn't he die in the sixth one again? When they pulled the plane out of the sky? No, that's when Gal Gadot dies. Oh! Because they have their whole romance, and that's what makes them all depressed and go to Tokyo. And they reference her in this movie. Right, she comes it, in for a picture. I, think she, I, I, I was thinking, I was like, is, she, is her character going to come back? Because it's funny, in the sixth movie, she jumps off the car to like shoot the bad guy behind Han, sacrifices herself, but they don't like go recover her body or anything like that, it seems like. She just kind of jumps into the blackness and disappears. So I'm sure they could easily write some convoluted thing in the 10th one where it's like, oh, she just survived but didn't go tell the team or some, I don't, I don't know. Gal Gadot's probably too busy. That's what they did with Letty, though, because yeah. she quote-unquote died, and then I think, what was it, in the 5th or the 6th movie, it's something about a ghost, and it's Letty doing secret agent stuff. Like, I'm really fuzzy on, like, 5, 6, 7, and 8. Um, they all they all seem like very not similar movies, but they're all full of like unbelievable crazy plot twists that it's hard for me. I haven't watched them recently like you, so it's hard for me to place where these crazy plot twists happen. But Letty dies in four. When does she come back? She dies in four. She's absent in five until the mid credit scene where it's revealed that she's still alive and working with the bad guy of the sixth movie. And that's when they have to, she's like, I don't remember, blah, blah, blah. And that's why they, they have to, like, you know, turn her and she has amnesia, all that stuff. And that's the thing. Uh, I watched the whole series leading up to this over the past week or so, like one movie a day. It's an ordeal. And uh, watching an eight-movie series in a week leading up to the next movie. I watched, uh, the, in fact, the first three Fast and the Furious movies I saw for the first time. Uh, they they suck. The first two are the first one is Point Break with fast cars. The second one's Miami Vice with fast cars. And I know I'm being overly reductive with that and everything, but I just don't think they're very good or entertaining movies. They certainly haven't aged well. No, they haven't aged well either. They're very much of their time, very early 2000s, and that, that's another hard thing to shake. Tokyo Drift I enjoy because it's so stupid and just so ridiculous, and the fourth one is just. I saw that one before and it's just boring. I don't care about fast cars. And it's like, so once they started getting to ridiculous action in Fast Five, where they're pulling the bank vault, that's one of the best action scenes ever. That's when I started getting on board with the series where it's just, they went, because the original ones, they take themselves like very serious, not very seriously, but seriously. And they don't have a tongue in cheek, like we're just doing ridiculous bullshit now. We don't care how unrealistic it is attitude. And so when they completely leaned into that from Fast Five on, that's when I really started liking the movies. But, you know, watching them all like one night after another, it does become a point to where it does kind of like blend together. Where it's just like, oh yeah, Fast Six was the one where they're in the towers in Dubai, right? You're like, oh no, that's Furious Seven. You're like, oh, well, which one is Fast Six? Like, that's the one with the plane. Oh, I thought that was Fast Eight. And it's like that, like I could see how that could get confusing because they are pretty much the same. Right, it's like uh, it's 
X ridiculous thing has to happen with cars. Like even in Hobbs and Shaw, it, it's it's like that. They pull a helicopter out of the sky. I think it was the big crazy feat um, with a tow truck. And so it's not a, a bad thing for the series to do that because of course each time it's topping itself, but it's hard to place, you know, pulling a plane out of the sky and yanking uh, a bank vault out of a building with cars and the plane's pulled out of the sky with cars as well. It, they're both equally as ridiculous to me. So if you told me Fast Five was the plane out of the sky and Fast Six was the bank vault scene, I, I, I wouldn't even argue with you, you know. They, after uh, Fast Four, they just dive headfirst into the absolute schlock. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, I don't, I don't think it's a bad thing. Clearly they had to outdo themselves from the last movie and go into space, which they did a little more with the space driving. But I mean, what can you do when you have a, what was the car that they drove into space? A Toyota Fiera or something like that? Some, some piece of I don't shit. know cars. Right, yeah, it, clearly we're not the, the, the target audience for that part of the movie, you know, the car aspect, but we're there for the, the absolute ridiculous, like the Mission Impossible aspect of the movie. Like that's why we go see Mission Impossible is to go see Tom Cruise strapped to the side of a plane or go see Tom Cruise actually fly a helicopter. This one, we're like, what, what are they gonna smash cars into next or they're gonna drive a car into space and also use <laughs> movie magic uh, electromagnets to uh, throw all sorts of manner of metal and cars around and through buildings. Yeah, and I was completely fine with that. Oh, yeah. when, when they introduced the magnets, when, when John Cena's car ramps off a cliff and in the fighter jet or the big jet thing that, the, that Charlie's Theron's character have or whoever the bad guys have, um, flies over and it's just a big magnet they have and it just takes his car. I uh, There were so many times where I was covering my mouth with my shirt because I was just, I had to contain my laughter because it would just be so obnoxious where I was just constantly like giggling to myself during that movie. But with the magnets, when they first introduced that, I was like, oh yeah, like you can have so much fun with that. And they do, they have a lot of fun with it. It's like what we said about uh, Kong versus uh, Lizard. Um, <laughs> Congress of Godzilla uh, is that it was like a kid playing with their toys. This was like a kid playing with his Hot Wheels crisscross crash, the one with the battery and it shoots the cars really fast and blows them up or into each other. There's cars flying everywhere in this end scene. Yeah, and to me, it doesn't matter how ridiculous and outlandish the action scene is because with these movies, they do this shit for real. And that's what what completely sells me on this. It's like in Fast Five, can you pull a bank vault with two chargers? No, that's absolutely ridiculous. I've seen you know there's YouTube videos all over about how the physics don't make sense and this, this, and that. Can you do that in real life? No, but you know what they did do? They had a real bank vault replica that they were dragging through the streets and crashing into shit. Or in uh, the seventh movie, there where they dropped the cars out of the plane, they actually dropped cars out of a plane. And then when they did the landing sequence with the parachutes, they had the cars ramp off and then land that way. Like they did that shit 100% for real. And you know, there's some CGI enhancements there, but it's like how CGI should be used to remove wires and whatnot. And in this one, it's just like, it's like porn for me. See, see, seeing, uh, seeing cars, like real cars and movies just get destroyed or blown up or whatever, I just live for that shit. And you can tell like, and I watched a behind the scenes YouTube video after watching the movie because I wanted to confirm like how much the movie was practical. But like the landmine stuff, like they were really blowing up cars. Like they were like with the magnet stuff when the car, when they would like switch the magnets off and the trucks would flip around behind them. They were really like flipping trucks in the air. They really like had like that, 
that big like three-piece military convoy vehicle they literally uh, had that on upside down and moving that down the street and everything it's like they there's some cgi here and there but for the most part these action scenes are completely legitimate and that's what i love about it is that like they really actually care about making these to be real true blue action movies yeah, and when especially a movie about cars, they better they better bust up some cars, right? Mm-hmm. Like I think that would be just disingenuous to the entirety of the franchise. Um, also, I wanted to give this movie a, a couple points here for uh, flipping a semi and not having a big jet stream of nitrous <laughs> coming out of the bottom of it. Um, Christopher Nolan, you can eat your heart out. You know that's the pros are here. Thank you. Um, <laughs> So that's the first thing I noticed when when the truck started flipping. I'm like, where's the gas? Where's the gas coming out of the bottom to flip it? Because you know that I I know that they're at least doing a lot of the stuff real and, and metal. So I'm like, how are they doing it? Or did they just take the time to key it out after the fact? I'm sure that's what it is. Yeah, and that video they didn't show the truck flip itself because it's kind of like a promo video. I don't think they wanted to give away everything. But I want to know if that truck flip was done practically. And that's the thing. Like I know. Christopher Nolan is all you know anti-CGI and everything, that's fine. I love practical filmmaking, but use CGI for the reason people used it 30 years ago where they would erase wires or just like touch up some things. Like with The Dark Knight, that truck flip is so awesome and it's such a great movie moment, but it, it kind of takes you out of it when you see the, the, all the steam from that canister they had at the bottom to flip it over where that easily could have been CGI'd out and that scene would be a billion times better because it's still done 100% for real. And I'd, so yeah, with, with this one, I don't know if the truck flip was done for real. Uh, I'm gonna assume it's, it's when, it, when, it was a, when it was completely vertical, it seemed pretty tall and long. I don't know if they did, but it's one of those things, it still looks great. And even if that part was CGI, vast majority of the stunts were not, and I'm all for that. Right, well, I also gotta wonder, um... Clearly, they didn't actually put a car in space, but when we're talking of CGI, the, the space CGI kind of was a little annoying because it was just like their faces or at least the scuba masks, and they just put like an Earth superimposition on there. I thought that looked a bit <laughs> Yeah, weird it's too. like, wow, they're looking at the curvature of the Earth, but we're just looking at the reflection of it on their face. So where the movie shines clearly is the practical effects and the, you know, the, the rally crashing and all that fun stuff. But when it came to like, you know, the blue planet uh, type awe and shock of the curvature of the Earth, the, the movie kind of um, pumped the brakes, uh, pun intended. So the the space stuff, uh, once they got to space, it was kind of like a little lackluster because they're just kind of sitting there and then they, I think they punch it through the, the satellite. But outside of that, you know, the movie's strongest when it's on the road rather than um, flying or in space. No, I agree with you there. And I kind of felt a bit underwhelmed by the space scene too. I thought it was going to be more over the top, but... I mean, it's still completely over the top, the fact that they fucking retrofit a Toyota or whatever from the 80s with a big rocket engine and launch it off of a jet. And they use the NOS to, like, they, they have little thrusters on them when, when he's, like, engaged the thrusters and it's like, they, 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 I, like I heard Star- you laughing. <laughs> yeah, because it was like Star Trek. Yeah. It was like the Starship Enterprise. Like, it has a little, like, exactly what you're saying, like, the little, little. Like, air, air or yeah, you know, like, yeah, like they have on the ISS and shit. Like, yeah. and they, that's where they end up going is the ISS. And they look like minions. <laughs> I, looked, I looked at you when. 
oh, that yeah. was said. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's just they they don't they they don't do enough with the space scene because and and maybe they, it would have been a thing like they were thinking and like that's as much as we can do because other than that it'll just be way too ridiculous. I don't know, but really it's, it's one of those things where there's this great like action chase scene in like in London or wherever it was where they're chasing the military convoy and John Cena's the bad guy is fighting the other guys and everybody's driving their cars while uh, Tyrese and Ludacris are up in space. And I remember like when it cut back to them like the pacing would just kind of grind to a halt and because it was a lot more like slow paced and they tried to be like atmospheric with them floating in the space and the music going beep, 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 doo, 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 like very spacey type music well, it's also just them in the car yeah there's, it's, it's not like it's not that visually interesting or anything but you know they gave uh, Tyrese a nice little monologue uh, that was a callback to an earlier conversation it's funny you went to the bathroom in two parts where the movie gets meta about itself okay. because there's a, a scene earlier on where uh, uh, what's his name Roman is talking to Tej and Ramsey and he's saying Roman's like man all the shit that we survived and everything like that is like could it be maybe that we're invincible or something and then Tej is like saying you know what Roman you may be onto something and he just calls him a dumbass he's like no man he's just like we're just we're not invincible we're just normal people and everything and then they call that back with Roman having a monologue about how maybe we're not invincible maybe we're just lucky and everything like that but you know what let's do this shit and fucking turn on the NOS and ram this car into a satellite because we got to take it out and it works. They ram the car through the satellite, and their car is perfectly fine. They're able to just ram it through a satellite, and their car is fine. Uh, along with all the ridiculous shit that happens in this franchise, it nobody dies. It's like a comic book. Like, every character who dies in this franchise, other than Gal Gadot, who's probably going to come back, if they can, you know, pony up the cash to get Wonder Woman on set. But um, it's, it's like everybody's Wolverine. You know, they, they don't die. They, they're, they're, there's another copy of them that um, Kurt Russell brought in from an alternate universe or some shit. Because that's where the next one's going is, is Stargate or something like that. And so it, whoever's dead, uh, Gal Gadot comes back. But no, it's Gal Gadot from uh, Earth Fast X2. And she, the only difference, she looks exactly the same, but she has a mustache. <laughs> <laughs> But, I mean, if the franchise does that, would you be mad? Would you be like, oh, I'm done with that. That's too much for the, the Wild Speed franchise. No, I, I wouldn't. Yeah. I'd be like, hell yeah. It's, it's a little bit more science fiction than it was the last movie. They went to space in the last movie. Yeah, and, it, and that's the thing. I don't know when or what would be too over the top for me personally. I'm not sure. I guess that that point will just have to come with these movies where it eventually just... It's, I mean, it already has jumped the shark like three movies ago, but it, in a good way, in, in a way that's that's more entertaining to me, you know? Where they just stopped like, giving a shit they, they about giving like, cars. Yeah, and it's, it's just way more about action set pieces and everything. And that, But there are people out there like, yeah, man, I like the old movies so much better when it was about cars and racing. And I was like, that race culture is stupid and, and I don't care about street racers. I, I find it hard to believe that there's parties like that where it's like they, they block off roads and they have like a big illegal street race. It just feels like what some high schooler thinks illegal street racing is back in the 90s, mind you. Well, what's funny is that the original Fast and the Furious is based off an article 
And you know what? You know what's actually really funny? Because before this movie, you brought up the movie Speed Racer and how it has a similar plot to Speed Racer, apparently. And I guess I guess we'll into that. But what's funny is that the article that the Fast and the Furious is based off of what is it titled? Racer X. <laughs> <laughs> comes full. It comes full circle. I oh see. well, in this movie, fucking John Cena is Racer X. Like the only thing that's missing is he didn't get like facial reconstruction surgery to look different. Which I mean, comparative to his younger actor, John Cena's got a lot of like, like luxury dog folds, where he's like, <laughs> he's got like like a, a sharpe. <laughs> okay, <laughs> he's getting jowly. Um, so it's. One, I think it's funny that they had to make a throwaway line to explain the difference in race between John Cena and and Vin Diesel, and it's like, why why did you have to say anything? Like John Cena could just easily be Italian. Yeah, and I, I was already I was already accepting that. <laughs> I was fine that with John it. Cena was his brother without them saying like, oh, you got some Nordic in you. I was like, I wasn't really questioning. It's like. That's the thing. It's just like he looks like he, he looks like he could be Italian. And he's just, just like, they're two muscle heads. That's all we they, care about. Yeah, but it's they. I just love that they do that late movie thing to where uh, oh he has a brother that we've never ever 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 heard of before. Has never been mentioned by any character ever, and I and they kind of explain it away by like. Um, he's responsible for like their dad's death, the racetrack and everything. And so Dominic's pissed off about that. And so he makes him get out of town. He, he, he tars and feathers him. He races know. him out of town. He races him out of town. And then John Cena's mad that he's constantly in uh, Vin Diesel's shadow and everything. And so he becomes like a super spy badass thing. I don't really know. What? It's like a mercenary for he, hire, but also does, super spy. He also works for himself or something. I, I, uh, I'm not really sure. I just imagine Vin Diesel in the writing room. What if Dom has a bad brother? And everyone's like, well, wait, what, like, wait, Dom has a brother? And he's like, yeah. That's all you need to know. And then it just probably went from there. But, you know, I also feel like it's because of uh, you know the Rock calling Vin Diesel a candy ass, and the fact that like the Rock is not really a part of the official Fast franchise anymore, I felt like they needed to f- uh, get another big muscly wrestler, and so they're like, oh, John Cena is really popular and is also a good actor, so let's get him. It was going to be either him or Dave Bautista, <laughs> and so um, yeah, I thought John Cena, you know, he was a fine addition, and he actually he's a decent actor, you know. I I, I think he's genuinely funny, like in the movie Blockers. I thought he was hilarious in that. So I was uh, kind of. I know he's a villain, but I was wishing he was a bit funnier. I guess just because he's really talented at comedy. But he really kind of sold that whole uh, insecure little brother attitude. Because there's a part later in the movie where they capture John Cena, and then John Cena's mercenary team comes and breaks him out, and he's leaving. And John Cena's walking out, and uh, Vin Diesel says something to him is like, "You don't deserve the Toretto name" or something like that. And that's what makes John Cena like, "What'd you just say? Fuck him!" Getting Vin Diesel's face, he looks like so insecure about himself. And I was like, "Wow, John Cena's actually a pretty decent, nuanced he's actor." He's a wrestler. Yeah, he's like, all, all, all the all the people that we've been talking about, Batista, The Rock, and and John Cena are all wrestlers. They come from soap operas. Yeah, essentially, and Vin Diesel doesn't. Which is funny that John Cena outacted Vin Diesel in this movie. If Jason Statham and The Rock got the shit beat out of them in their fight with Idris Elba, like within an inch of their life, and then maybe they had to team up to like double synchro punch him to win, that would be far more triumphant than a couple licks and then they just win. You know, it, it would have, I mean, they, they get beat up, but they're not like down for the count. 
and I think that's probably what's stipulated out of their contract is none of that down for the count type stuff. Yeah, it's just dumb that these big macho badass guys uh, are actually just uh, pussies that are afraid that their egos are going to get bruised because they might look too weak on camera. It's funny you bring up macho badass guys because there was a macho badass guy in this movie that I feel I need to bring up. I don't know his name. I've seen him on YouTube. He's the tattooed bald guy that fights um, that fights John Cena later on in the movie. I'm so glad they didn't give him speaking lines because I've only seen him in like YouTube videos with other like world's strongest man and, and bodybuilders, but that's like the world that he's a part of. And he's an absolute asshole. Like, in every video he's in, he is just the mouth. And I was like, oh, God, he's in this movie. Like, of course they pick... He's, he's like, six and a half feet tall and, you know, mega shredded. So, of course, he's gonna... Could be in one of these movies. But as soon as I saw his face, I'm like, the moment he opens his mouth, it's gonna be bad. And then they proceeded to not ever give him a speaking line throughout the movie, even in this fight. I don't even think he had a name. Like, uh, I thought his name was Otto, but it turns out that was, like, the main eccentric bad guy who was giving him the, the orders. Like, I feel like there's so much of that guy's part that's left on the cutting room floor because he's that bad. Well, it'd be like uh, in the seventh movie, they had Ronda Rousey in it to fight Michelle Rodriguez, and her delivery is just terrible. It's not theatrics yeah. in the UFC like there's in the WWF. Yeah, exactly. Like, at least, like, those wrestlers are, like, playing a character and everything, and they have to kind of get into that mindset. Yeah, with UFC, it is just not the same thing. But, you know, that character was there just so John Cena would have a bad guy to fight when he turns good at the end or when he gets double-crossed by Charlize Theron's stupid villain. When I heard they were bringing Charlize Theron's stupid villain back for this one, I was kind of eh because her character is dumb in the eighth movie. And Charlize Theron deserves to be in better movies or better written villain roles if she's going to play that kind of role. But it just seems like with the last movie, she has dreadlocks. And in this movie, she has like a weird bowl cut thing. It's a penis head. It, yeah, and it's just like, it almost feels like the, like the filmmakers are just looking for ways to embarrass Charlize Theron with ridiculous haircuts at this point. See if they can get her to quit so they don't have to pay her quote. Yeah, it's just like, I'm just imagining what in like the next movie, because she's going to come back, because she's, I thought when Vin Diesel, when the end of the convoy truck thing whips around and hits the drone, like they do a bait and switch thing where you think she's flying it, but no, it's just a drone. Yep. And she's going to be around for the next movie because she's like the big bad, I guess, because she's master hacker lady. She's. It feels like a character named Cypher is a bad guy from the G.I. Joe franchise, mm -hmm. which funnily enough has both The Rock and John Cena um, in them. Um, th this movie actually got kind of close to feeling like a, a bit of a G.I. Joe uh, movie just because like oh the, the, the master hacker Cypher kind of sounds like um, oh what, what's the bad guy from G.I. Joe the snake Cobra head, Commander Cobra Commander Cypher is just such a generic hacker name you know it, it feels like it's off of uh, where in the world is Carmen Sandiego type of like surface level kid Saturday morning cartoon type stuff yeah, well, that's exactly how all the villains are in these movies, and especially the later ones now, where it's just completely like they're spy movies or superhero movies with cars, basically. So, yeah, it does have a kind of like a Saturday morning cartoon vibe where the villain is just that simplistic and just there to... It's the same with the plot. It's so simplistic and ridiculous and just doesn't really make all that much sense. 
but we're not here for that. It's there for these awesome action scenes to happen and for the characters to quip at each other. And, you know, it's with these Fast and the Furious movies, you brought, you said it before, where it's just like, at this point, if you don't, if you're going to complain about the realism in these movies and how silly and over the top they're getting, it's like, why are you even watching them anymore at this point? It's like, I'm fine with them getting completely ridiculous and just getting more and more over the top. But I think the next one's going to be the last one. So I don't know, but, you know, they better go out with a bang with driving into a volcano or turn yeah, a car it, into it, a nuke. I don't know. I, both of those don't beat space. It's going to be time travel or Stargate. It's, Mark my words. Yeah, and then it's going to be like Vin Diesel from now interacting with Vin, Dominic Toweto from the first one. Even better. So Kurt Russell goes and gets Dom Doretto on his peaceful Doretto farm. And he's like, we need your help hunting down a guy. And Vin Diesel's like, blah, 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 blah. And then then it's like, but we really need your help. And Vin Diesel goes, blah, blah, blah. And then they go, well, the guy we need you to hunt down is you. (laughs) And he goes, blah. And then they're like face to face. And it's just, uh, And then then they both pull chains down. <laughs> there can't be two Doretos. Yeah, that's. Uh, uh, I don't know how they're gonna. They're going to the past. They're still gonna have to skirt around the Paul Walker thing. I was so so happy. I was so so happy at the end of the movie that you know because what happened to Paul Walker didn't kill his character off. He's just you know off in the background and everything. And so at the end they're having their big you know family get together, their cookout and everything. And he's like, oh, there's one empty chair. And uh, Mia is like, oh, Brian's on his way. Then you see the skyline start driving. I think it's the skyline starts driving up. And I was thinking to myself, I'm like, oh no, no, they're gonna have a fucking city, shitty CGI Paul Walker get out of the car. I was like, no, don't do it, don't do it. And then it just shows the car pull in the driveway and then it cuts to black. I was like, oh, thank God. That's who it was supposed to be. Okay. Who do you think it was? I, I don't, I'm not, I don't write the wiki for the oh, okay. Wild Speed saga like you do, so I was like, is it The Rock? Is it the Rock? Who drives the blue car? The Rock can't even fit in that thing. Yeah, I know. Paul you're... Walker, oh. I, yeah. I thought his character was tastefully died. No, he didn't, well. no, okay. he just goes, he just goes off and it has a life with his wife and everything. And, okay. and they have throwaway lines about, oh, he's hanging out with the kid. That's why he's not here in this movie. Oh, okay. So yeah, no, they, they, uh, they, they didn't disrespectfully kill off his character or disrespectfully have a CGI version of him show up for some lame fan service or something. I'm fine with them just referencing him and that he's just there in the background. Please, because I was curious if it was going to happen with the movie. This movie, I was like, please, just don't have a fucking CGI Paul Walker. It's like that would just be so gross. Yeah. If, if they did that, so it's glad they shied away from that. Uh, another thing is, you know, the whole thing is about Vin Diesel and uh, Michelle Rodriguez living together with their son and trying to have a normal life, and then they get pulled back into the game as is tradition. So, who who is watching Vin Diesel's kid? Oh, oh did, they, 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 they go over that. Um, did they? Was there like a, even a throwaway line? I swear I missed it. So in the beginning of the movie, the kid goes and hides in the cellar, and then he never comes out for the rest of the movie. 
<laughs> okay, so I had that thought because they don't say they don't even have a throwaway line saying, uh, "Oh, where's Brian?" We forgot oh, he, to take oh, the he's kid out with of the him. basement, and so I was thinking, I'm like, "Is he just hiding in the basement for however long Vin Diesel and his crew are doing this shit?" Like they didn't even have one line of dialogue. No, they, they have the line of dialogue. Vin Diesel throws him in the sun and he goes, "Just like we trained." Yeah, but it's just like, but in the context of what's happening in the movie, is like, is he just home alone, just in a there's in a iPads hole for like two sauce down there it's for like good. two weeks? Yeah, it's fine. iPad applesauce is fully loaded with YouTube. Uh, yeah, I guess so. He can watch that that Ryan kid open toys for as long oh, as he wants. He to. can watch. He can watch deconstructions of previous Fast and Furious movies, or he can play uh, Roblox uh, on on his iPad. So yeah, F nine. Fast Saga, Fast Furious Nine, whatever you want to call it. Wild Speed. Wild Speed Jet Jet Break. Jet Break. Jet Wild Wild Speed Jet Break is actually what it's called. Uh, it was fine. It was exactly what I expected. It was over the top action stunts that were done for real. Real cars getting smashed up and destroyed. Creative action set pieces. They did it. They went to space. It's it's pretty much what you want and what you'd expect. Yeah. It's that's all I can say. So I give it like a 6.5 7 out of 10. It was fine. 7. I had fun. Um, the the boring parts were boring, but that's not why you're there for, you know, exposition, the characters, why not driving cars kind of just vomit it. Understandable. They do in all these movies. It's just to get to the next car chase. Yeah. And damn, they're fun. Yeah, so overall, yeah, no, it's a pretty solid movie. If you like the Fast movies and how ridiculous they've gotten, I don't see why you wouldn't enjoy this one. If you don't like the Fast movies, I don't see why you would waste your time with this because you're just going to be rolling your eyes. What's funny is uh, I saw The Fate of the Furious. That's the eighth movie. Get it? The Fate of the Furious. Oh, I, I, I legit never... That, These title puns really. The, the, but that's the eighth one, and I remember I, I saw it in theaters. I saw it with two former guest stars, with Kevin and Dylan. And Dylan had never ever seen a Fast and the Furious movie before that. He was just going to hang out with us, and Dylan was laughing his ass off the entire time. And when it was over, he was like, "That was the highest budget B, B movie I've ever seen," and he loved it. And with all the shit in space and everything, I was just imagining like Dylan would be laughing his fucking ass off well, he with knows this. About he's he's space he, he, he go, I mean he's going to school to be an engineer, so yeah. you know it's it's just the magnet thing would probably make his head explode. He, I could just picture him laughing his ass off, and because because he's the kind of guy who can even though he's a logical minded person and he knows that shit's unrealistic, he's still able to enjoy the cheesiness of it and Absolutely. and just enjoy the spectacle of it. So, yeah, it's a, overall, it's a solid movie. So, you know, go to the theaters to see it because Vin Diesel said, movie theaters are back. We're back together as a family. And you know what? There are definitely some family members that get on my nerves, just like some of the family members in this movie theater who, it was, you know, it's Fast and the Furious. It's going to be busy. It's going to, you know, almost sell out and everything. It was a very packed showing. But, you know, there was a group of people a couple rows behind us. I kept hearing them whispering and chitter-chattering during the beginning of the movie. I was just getting on my nerves whenever, like, a... Because these are like the Saw movies, you know, where they bring back characters from three movies ago and for, like, one scene. And I heard them going, oh, psh, 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 talking about this, this, and that. Or, like, uh, like that's that is. Or, uh, when uh, it was revealed that John Cena was Dom's brother, it's like, you have a brother. And I heard her go, oh. And I was thinking, just shut the fuck up. And then it was during like a flashback scene. They they were uh, during the flashback scene. They were showing 
the you know Vin Diesel and what happened to Vin Diesel's dad and, and everything like that. And I heard them talking. And that's why I just couldn't take it. What's funny is right after I asked those people to stop talking, I went, oh, excuse me, can you please stop talking? The lady just gives me this weird look. And I think they ended up started talking again anyways. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I, I, yeah. There was somebody a couple rows behind us. Like, I, I couldn't tell if it was different people or the same people. I'm now assuming it's the same garbage people that couldn't keep their mouth shut. So. Yeah, but it, it's just... So right after I asked them to stop talking and I started walking down, that's when the manager walked in and he started standing like scanning the auditorium. I was like, oh, too late now. I was like, I should have just waited, but oh well. And then they started talking again and that's just when I just resigned to the fate. And you know, at that point, it's like the movie wasn't really slowing down. It was constantly loud. And so I didn't really hear as much of that. But yeah, we're back in the thick of it, folks. Right, and thick of it it was because not only was the movie uh, the movie talkers loud, but um, this theater's floor was lined with soda pop. Because <laughs> every time someone was walking by, it, it, okay, so the servers must have sprayed the floor with soda pop and then wore a Crocs covered with fucking bubble gum. Cause that's what it sounded like is like a big squeaky sticky rubber floor with big stupid squeaky rubber shoes every time oh my god i was because we were sitting in the very back row of the bottom section and so that's where the, like the big walkway area is between the top and bottom and so there was constantly servers or a person getting up to go to the bathroom and, and normally he, that's not bad but no sticky. but yeah and i thought that too during the movie that anytime i wanted to walk by it'd be yeah. And I was like, oh, God, just make it stop. And then chair had a squeak in it. I don't know if you noticed that, but there's someone, every time they rock back and forth, there's a squeak in the chair. And then I sit back in my chair. My chair's not even bolted to the ground. I, like, I... Alamo Chandler, get your shit together. Yeah, <laughs> it, was, it was a bizarre experience all around. Yeah. And, but, you know, like I said, we're back in the thick of it. We're with, we're with the people. We're with... The, the this movie is what talkers. Watch us for. Yeah, it's, so we can bitch about these people. Not well. Also, there. I think there was another family talking like in the backpack because like something loud was going on and they were talking like at normal voices and then like it was quiet all of a sudden. It was like some sort of heart to heart moment. You heard them like. Shh, 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 shh. Did you did you catch that? No, I didn't. There's, there's multiple families talking in this movie. Like even when. Full disclosure, we had changed our seats because of a uh, family that had sat beside us. Yeah, I wasn't going to sit by no kid. You're right. And, well, for this, these are PG-13 movies, right? Okay. Yeah, there's really only a kiss. So we had moved our seats to, to get away from people. But it, when you sit in the front area, it's like you're in the apex of where all that shit is going to echo to. We usually like to sit in the back because then... Anybody whose dumb movie talker face is talking is usually pointed forward rather than towards us. So even with trying to avoid the bullshit, the bullshit finds us. Yeah, we just can't, we, we can't catch a fucking break. No. It's just, and that's the thing, you know, we are uh, happy that movie theaters are back open. We yes. like going to the movie theaters. It's just the other people we have a problem with. And I just feel like the past you know, like year and a half, I guess you can say, of being cooped up in their homes and watching movies in their living rooms with each other where they can freely talk. It just feel like a little bit of the civility has been lost. And I mean, we'll, we'll see. 
We'll see as we go see more movies. You know, when we go see stuff like Black Widow or any other big blockbuster movies where there's going to be a lot of people. I think since Marvel fans, you know, like they're a bit more respectful and they want to watch the movie. Yeah, and so they they get all like hooting and hollering when the movie's exciting. I don't have a problem with that. But yeah, I do have a problem with talking. And you know what? I'm not, I don't have a problem with people laughing at comedic scenes. But oh my god, the humor in this movie was so awful. The there was this one. Was so bad. And there's one. Yeah, that, what, what, there's always that. that one guy who's always like, oh! every time. And it's always at the stupidest, unfunniest shit ever. And it's not his laugh that makes takes me under the movie. It's the thought that, like, why the fuck would someone. Laugh? <laughs> exactly. That wasn't funny. Dude. Like, like, I have an obnoxious laugh. I know that I can laugh very loud, but yeah, it's 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 not the guy's laugh, Although but it's. It's, nothing it's me. It's just me analyzing the fact that. Wow, that guy must find literally anything hilarious. That guy must love Jim Gaffigan. <laughs> you don't like Jim Gaffigan? I mean, he's certainly not the funniest dude. He's okay. That dude must... Who's the puppet guy? Uh, I almost said Jeffrey Dahmer. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff Dunham. <laughs> Jeffrey Dahmer has these puppets like... Your puppets smell. What are they made out of? That doesn't look like felt. <laughs> <laughs> 